Everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday, August 18th, and today I want to kind of do a little follow-up check-in on like the sermon on Sunday. Um, we're in Mark 8 the last couple of weeks, and um, on Sunday I, I, I gave a teaching on that part in Mark chapter 8 where um, Peter doesn't really understand what it really means, fully means that Jesus is the Messiah and that he's going to the cross. See, in Peter's mind, and maybe even some of our minds too, when, we're, when it comes to suffering, the path to following Jesus has no suffering in it. Um, maybe you were um, brought up on a Christianity where there was only glory, only happiness, only triumph, only victory. And that's the road that you think you're following Jesus on. Like, I follow Jesus, and not that you believe that Jesus is a genie, but, you, you know, you believe Jesus kind of keeps you from suffering. And when you suffer, um, it must be because something's wrong in your life. Now, there is that. There's that part. But for Peter, um, his worldview was um, suffering was a result of, like, the fall in, in Genesis. And in, in, in the Old Testament, in book like, books like Job and Ecclesiastes, they deal with, like, the meaningless of suffering and um and suffering has like a has no purpose in it, and there's there could be nothing good coming out of suffering, and and suffering must be because you've done something wrong in your life, and you know the righteous don't suffer, the righteous actually live lives of peace, um, and that was kind of an Old Testament understanding of of suffering, but Jesus almost like flips the script on that, especially in the text that we talked about on Sunday in Mark chapter eight, where suffering actually becomes a part of discipleship. Suffering um, becomes a part of um, what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus, you know, when you follow Jesus, Jesus doesn't offer substitutionary suffering, meaning because he suffered, you, you never have to suffer. That is not the teachings of the New Testament. It's actually, it's not that Jesus, you know, suffered so that we don't have to. It's actually because, because Jesus suffered, when we suffer, we become like him. And that's the, the point of suffering in the New Testament, is that there is actually a purpose in it. Um, and the purpose is to become like Jesus. And so, you know, Paul would talk about how in his suffering um, and his pain, I mean, he doesn't go after suffering. He doesn't try to suffer, you know, uh, on purpose. But when suffering, um, when he does suffer, he becomes like Jesus. And in some way, he can actually boast in his suffering and boast in his weakness because he knows what it does. He knows that there's actually purpose in it. I think that's one of the hardest things, you know, when I've suffered and I haven't, you know, suffered like, you know, being uh, a pastor, I, I, I talk to a lot of people who, who've gone through really horrible suffering. I mean, horrible suffering and, um, for different reasons. And, you know, whenever I go through and I've experienced people pastoring that where they suffer, I, I, I know that um, what we think is that God has left us, that somehow God has left us when we suffer. But, the, but in reality, it's actually, that's, that's the complete opposite of what the Bible teaches. It's when we, when we suffer, that's when God is the nearest. Like, yeah, God's near the brokenhearted. Jesus sympathizes us with us in our weakness when we suffer when we're weak that's when he draws near and i think it's really important that 
even though it doesn't feel like it, we would theologically understand that we would train our mind and and kind of posture our our hearts to a place of realizing that God is near us when we suffer. Uh, and you know this this um, season of life, right? Two thousand and twenty has been one marked with a lot of various forms of suffering, uh, various forms of disappointment. And I've honestly found myself um, asking, you know, God, where are you? Are you even there? I remember uh, during my July break, I had a, a moment where there was a couple like small disappointments. There was nothing major, but like, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, like death by a thousand mini disappointments. And after one disappointment, I was so mad at God. I was in my car. I was like, you know, I knew even that when this was coming out of my mouth, this was, it was stupid, but I'm like, are you even real? And of course, you know, like I know God's real, but at that moment in my, in my disappointment, in my small suffering, I'm like, are you, do you even care? Are you even real? And I found myself just like so angry and of course calming down some distance. I, 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 I can see how, you know, absolutely human that was and at the same time, stupid that was, because of course God's near. I know that. And in some ways, God's actually more near because he's, he's been there. He's, he's actually, Jesus, it says on the cross, did the, the very same thing. Right? Why did you forsaken me, God? Like, that's, what, that's one of the things that I absolutely love about Jesus and getting to know Jesus. If you're new to Christianity, as you get to know Christ, you're going to realize that Christ has gone through and probably said um, in his humanity and felt in his humanity every single thing you felt and everything single thing you've probably wanted to say in some way that's obviously without sin, but still very human. And even my, like, where are you, God? Have you forsaken me? Um, of course, I wasn't on a cross. I was in my car with air conditioning on angry that something silly had had happened and not gone my way. And I don't know if you've ever, and you feel it, and you've experienced that during this time. I know that there are some people that have experienced that in ways that have lost a lot, a lot of disappointment, really heavy disappointment. And I think, I think the invitation and the truth is still there that God is near. And, um, you know, I think that's the whole point of when, when we get to know God, when we get to know Christ, deeply like to where he's become to us our our best friend we'll be able to say like paul three times i pleaded with the lord to take this thorn from me this pain from me this suffering from me paul says in second corinthians but god said to paul my grace is sufficient for you that word sufficient means it's enough it's everything you need. It's exactly what you need. My grace is what you need for my power is made perfect in weakness. That, that by the way, is the model of Jesus. That's exactly what Jesus models for us as being human. He, he, his, the, 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 the power of God's made perfect in Jesus' weakness on the cross. Resurrection follows his death, that sort of thing. And Paul the, goes on and says, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults 
in hardships and persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm not there in my, in my maturity to, with Jesus yet that I can say I delight in my weakness. I delight in insults and I delight in hardships and I delight in persecutions and I delight in difficulties. But I know that's ahead of me. I know that's ahead of me as I abide in Christ that one day, I don't think it takes away the pain, but one day I'll be able to, in, in some sanctified way, delight not in some insane way, but in some sanctifying way, delight in the fact that I'm weak or I'm insulted or I've gone through hardship or I'm being persecuted or I'm, life is difficult because at those moments when we feel the most weak, that's when we're actually the strongest because our strength is coming directly from God. So I just wanted to do a little check-in with you all to spend time thinking about this even more so from Sunday, Sundays, uh, when I ever, whenever I teach on the the topic of discipleship and denying, this is such a hard topic. I've taught on it for years and years, and it's still a difficult topic because it calls us all to a death. It calls us all to believe in the power of our own weakness and our own our own like letting go of everything, so we can find ourselves and find everything. It's this upside down logic. But if we get it, if we actually get get down into like get this thing into to deep into our like our psyche get it deep into the grain of our of our soul then we're going to probably start seeing um life as a gift and suffering as a pathway to glory suffering as a pathway to peace and that's what i hope for you i hope that you are maturing through covid through um stuck in place i mean shelter in place that you are growing Uh, in the grace of God and that you are maturing in your suffering you're maturing in your weakness you're maturing in your hardship because when you're weak then you're strong peace be with you